back to another episode of Teaching with Body and Mind. I'm Ross, and I'm here with Joey. Hi. Tom. Hi, Ross. And Mike. Hello. And before we get started, I just wanted to remind our listeners that we're going to be at the NACI conference in November, uh, Washington, D.C., on the November 14th, the Wednesday uh, day of... Longer sessions. Longer sessions. There we go. And we'll be kind of doing what we do best, I guess I'd say, in real life. <laughs> In the sense that the podcast is great, but it's so limited. You can't see. You get in uh, what we're talking about in small sound bites. Uh, we'll be at looking at some video clips that we've collected over the years, as well as taking examples from attendees kind of coming to the, the session and really trying to, to make uh, this learning come alive in real life with also maybe providing examples or kind of having opportunities to do things you know, that you can't do just listening on the radio. So we hope you'll be able to join us if you're in the area or attending the conference. And we'd love to have you stop up and say, hey. So related to maybe one thing we might be talking about at the presentation is something that comes up often as a worry for mainly teachers, but I think uh, parents will convey this concern as well. Tools, Re- using real tools. We'll have pictures in our presentations often of children at workbenches with you know, adult size hammers or finishing hammers, but they're real metal hammers, saws, children doing cooking projects using uh, small kitchen knives or paring knives to cut vegetables. And I, I can think to a few times where we've had audible gasps of like, oh, and then, you know, are those real? Are those? Right. And well, of course, like how, yeah. you know, and I, when I was coming through my uh, teaching and my, all my work, at the lab school, the real tools for real work was just something that was always a part of the philosophy of the school. So it's never been that foreign to me. And I, I have to remember that that's not the training or the comfort zone that a lot of people have. So I was going to kind of just pitch it here to the group to kind of maybe talk about your what you do with maybe specific tools, kind of ways that you help other teachers or other parents become comfortable with it when questions come up. Uh, we don't need to tell the horror stories of the time... That child's finger went flying across the room. Because oh, <laughs> that hasn't happened. That happened in high school, but that was totally unrelated to. But, no, yeah, that, you know, I think if we can maybe dispel the the myths of, you know, right. violence and extreme injury that's going to right. come from using these tools and actually the, the great benefit mm-hmm. that you've seen come from using. Actually, you know what I want to say first is that I think when it's a teacher or a parent who uses tools mm-hmm. regularly or has had experience with tools, they feel less worried. True. It's the people who themselves wouldn't know how to hammer a nail. Yeah. Or would be scared to. Like, they'd be worried they're going to hurt their finger. Because a lot of times, when you first start hammering, whether you're an adult or a child, that's what you worry about. Yeah. And after you're hitting yourself in the thumb once or twice, you realize, oh, it's not the end of the world, for one. And two, you don't... It's not really... Yeah. Part of the... It hurts. It does hurt. It hurts. It hurts, but I mean, you know, I don't stop walking in the winter in Minnesota just because I've slipped on the ice. I mean, it hurts, but I'd yeah. say I'd be more comfortable hammering a nail than walking on the ice. So, uh, so I'll talk about adults, too, because um, I do workshops about building things around sensory motor tables with adults. And so often the adults have never worked with tw- and they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're kind of afraid to work with mm-hmm. the, the tools. And one of the things I always tell them is, you know, one of the worst tools is a dull tool mm-hmm. yeah. because yep. you're pushing too hard and that's when you get bad cuts. So you want to make, first of all, you want to make sure the tools are good 
good tools. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you want the tool to do the work. Exactly. You, you yeah. don't want so much pressure when you're cutting something that um, if it slips, you, you, you get yeah, a deep, right. deep gash. Yeah. So. Or even with a hammer, the reason you use a heavier hammer is you're letting gravity do most of the work, right? That, that right. the weight of the hammerhead is what... Right. And the length of the nail down. So the other the other Handle. part is these the, the people and they're mostly women. Many of them never use tools, power tools, mm -hmm. and you should see the excitement. Uh -huh. And when they've used the tool, they've actually cut a cardboard tube with a with a with a saw. They're just beaming. It's mm -hmm. like oh, can you? And I can imagine that could transfer to young children too. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, look at I've actually used a real tool. Just mm -hmm. this last weekend, we were working on a fence, and I let my uh, two grandchildren work with a sledgehammer. Mm -hmm. And they did it, and they right. did it really quite well. They didn't even hit their finger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good. <laughs> it was good their because toes? It was, <laughs> the that... mothers were saying, you know, that's really heavy. Yeah. That's really heavy. Be careful. That's Which is really funny because it's like if you've ever tried to pick up a sledgehammer, no one really has to tell you. I mean, maybe when you are walking up to it, but <laughs> once, you're, once you're using it, no one really has to tell you it's really heavy. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think there's an inherent respect i mean i guess maybe not an infant or a two-year-old is going to have the cognitive ability if you're talking about preschool and above they generally speaking know about mm -hmm, right. and maybe to respect the the object yeah. they know that knives are sharp they know that saws can cut and so there is this doesn't mean i let the kids use tools willy-nilly but i think you're cutting you're selling kids short if you don't think that right. they already know to respect it those people at your workshop know that a power saw can cut them and that's why they're acting nervous because if they've never used it before so i think right. that that is yeah. sort of people i think people the most dangerous part in a classroom or i suppose if you have more than one kid um is the child who's not using the tool because i'll have you know a child be sawing with a miter box right, right? so they're like sawing because that helps hold the wood right, right? right. and they're sawing and it's the child kind of watching they come over and they, they lean over to watch as the saw is kind of coming toward their hand right. or their right especially like they don't notice where they're leaning their hand on the table. Right, right, right. Um, so it's not the child using the tool necessarily. It's often the child mm -hmm. who's watching or the kid who's hammering. But doesn't know what's behind And the other them. kid goes yeah. kind of up to them to look over their shoulder, which right. is exactly the wrong place to be. You have to remind them, oh, look, they're using a tool. Mm -hmm. Give them right. space and or, you are or teaching, watch from over you here. You are teaching life skills so that when that child goes goes to use a power tool in middle right. school, shop right. class or whatever it is, that they, you know, this is just one continuous. There's all the safety rules that come into play with with you know wearing your safety goggles and having the zone around the tool that you can stand in and those kinds of things and this is just like the baby version baby step towards right. doing those things right and i'm just there's because i think there's so many different paths and i'm i'm also honing in on cooking projects mm -hmm. and using mm -hmm. real knives and i've i think to other experiences i've seen other programs or places where we're going to you know cutting root vegetables potatoes uh carrots things that are going to be thicker and harder and having a serrated plastic butter knife and watching kids really uh -huh. just having to saw through it and how many of them will just give up one because it's not satisfying the saw the the actual knife will probably break right and i've seen unfortunately and kids can cut themselves they get cut and they actually get cut kind right, of they're like worse, serrated and they're kind of it's more of a jagged yeah. thing it's yeah. not great but again as you're saying tom if you have a sharp knife and children will learn pretty quickly like this is i mean i'm gonna guess the same message is being conveyed at home knives are sharp they're not for playing you know the right same here and it's not that we have a table of 12 children everybody gets their own knife have added it you know we have maybe one station next to the teacher or maybe right. it's two stations if you're you know moving around but showing them really proper 
kind of cutting right. procedure and how you keep your hand back and you know right. even being able to use other having a uh, a mitten on or something or a mitten or like a, 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 something that yeah. if you're really worried about that going right. through you've got a little protection but again it's the tool doing the work and you realize how much easier it is and how much more satisfying it is. Mm-hmm. that's where you'll have a child who will spend 30 minutes cutting potatoes because they need to get every single piece nice and small right. and, you know yep. bite size just the right size or whatever they're going to go for but then i think how we've taken that same mentality and then we take it back to the dramatic play area and we'll cut windows out of you know, cardboard to make giant structures. And we use the same rules. How do you use this? And if we have that sharp knife, it's going to go through much cleaner, much easier through the cardboard versus having to really try to strain. And that's where, again, like you slip yep. and then you can have much bigger problems. And I think there, yeah, there's levels of trust, but there's also, there's very clear rules set up. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're hammering and nailing, hammers and nails, will you know, use them on the workbench. The wood has to be clamped down. You have to have safety goggles on because you're recoiling of the hammer. You may not fully be aware. But I think there's that, as you're saying to the workshop, Tom, the satisfaction that adults feel. I mean, we see that on the children's faces Mm -hmm. when they finally saw through that board or when we're cutting branches to make a fort and we want them to all Mm -hmm. be roughly four feet. Well, the joy of using the measuring tape and actually figuring out how long it is and and then working for several minutes to where they need to switch arms and (laughs) or they'll call in somebody else hey can you help me keep cutting this i'm tired one of my favorite tools to use outside with kids there's a tool called a weed wrench Mm. other people know of a weed wrench it's like a giant clamp but the clamp is really close to the ground so you you take this mechanism that's got this kind of mouth that grabs Uh a little tree trunk a skinny tree trunk. Oh yeah. And then you basically just use this long lever, oh, and it push it pulls. and pulls the weed, mm. pulls the tree out of the ground. Usually. So it squeezes as it pulls. Exactly. Up yeah. When you're... And and it takes a couple kids to push down yeah, on this very yeah. tall mm-hmm. lever to get the to pull the root out when we've got invasive species in the woods, uh, buckthorn mostly that we want right. to get out. And so mm-hmm. and it's it's heavy because it's got to do a big job. So it'll help me carry it and got to mm-hmm. be sure not to have the, have it fall and bonk somebody and that kind of thing. Um, but the satisfaction of, you know, I just pulled a tree out of the, so is, it. So makes, it makes mm-hmm. me think pretty that, powerful feeling. Yeah. It makes me think that, you know, part of the satisfaction is I am doing real work. Yes. I'm, I'm real I'm, work. Yes. I'm doing real work. This isn't just some, craft ca- some, kind of, <laughs> some kind of activity right. that I'm gluing. Well, there's this those is plastic real... nuts and bolts, you <laughs> right. know, that you can buy. And it's just like, right. you don't see those anywhere in the real yeah, world. Yeah, which is a nice way to learn about how the threads and yeah, bolt yeah. might work, right, you right. know, to experiment with that. But yeah, yeah I was thinking about the plastic hammering bench that you mm-hmm. might give a baby, yeah. you know, because that's just a cause and effect kind of a, a toy. But yeah. But the real work shouldn't be overlooked. No. no and and if you want kids to to feel that real work is something satisfying, then you have to provide for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it can be, uh, you know, there's other kinds of real work if you're not comfortable yet to have a knife out or you don't feel like you've got the adult right. ratio for, for safe use. You know, it could be helping spray bottles on your tables when it's time to, to right. wash up. I mean, that's a tool that's like a grown-up thing, right? That right. They might, you know, there's, there's other right. things that might feel within a safety threshold for people, but you see the same satisfaction as far right. as... I helped with a real job. That wasn't just some bogus task an adult exactly. gave me. Right. This is something that really had to happen. So we can eat snack. We have to wash the table. And I just helped. Right. So I was at a conference last uh, last year. And at the conference was uh, somebody from a children's museum set up a tinkering space with mm-hmm. real tools. And the woman said that, that she had never gotten any complaints about any kind, anything that happened there, mm-hmm. except when they took it out. <laughs> uh-huh. Because... 
she got so so many comments of, well why did you take it out we that was the best thing in the museum mm-hmm. my kids spent so much time right. sawing or hammering or making something and i think that maybe kind of this this might be the push for those people who are teachers educators parent uh, child care providers to build your own comfort because you might be the space where because mm-hmm. the families might be like you know that's not going to be us but if you do it that would be great to introduce right. it to kind of get that going because i'm thinking of two examples of i had a group who was really interested in making and creating and one of our things we ended up wanting to make were the geo boards um and all we had were the little you know the little plastic uh six by six pegs where you put the rubber band on and you can move it around well we wanted to make bigger boards and so we decided to go 10 by 10 so we could have 100 nails and we made three boards which i said well you're gonna have to figure out where to put them mm-hmm. how to hammer them and so out of 300 nails, we only had one finger get struck by the hammer. And that was because the child was looking over at somebody right. else and kept hammering yeah. his nail to get started and missed. But other than that, we had, so we have three boards that are definitely very child made, but are very functional. And like the pride that they had that they mm-hmm. made these exactly. things and then they, they gave them back to the school. Mm-hmm. was so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was thinking of if one simple machine, that I think every school should have are those tabletop apple peel cord uh-huh. apple peeler oh, yeah, and cords. Yeah. Yeah, that's a real tool and that's a yep. real blade yep. and that's a real crank. Right. But it's very contained, it's very safe, but it's mm-hmm. again so satisfying because yeah. again, you're doing the real work to get that food ready mm-hmm. to make. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important because you talk about real work, but that idea of differentiating between toys and tools, mm-hmm. I think is mm-hmm. a, a way I do it for kids of, you know, toys you can use for anything. You can pick up this block and it can become a hammer, a gun, a building, part of a building, mm-hmm. whatever. Right. But when you're using the hammer, it can't you can't right. start using for you can't just bring it over and like yep. go play the blocks with it or you know so you need to have a respect for it. It's not right. yeah. Yeah. And then also how to use it properly so that helping them know that oh where you put your hand will affect right. how you do it. Right. Or I watched a kid using pliers so the child started hammering with it. You know, and it was just that thing, because they're trying to break something, you know. Right. And somebody else was using the hammer. So they just started. And it was just the thing of that's where their finger's going to slip. They're going to, mm-hmm. like, maybe go into. And the teacher was at the other table. And it was just like, tools aren't necessarily ones that, you know, you should definitely be there. Yeah. Right. And as you get to know your kids or the size of your class, where you need to be right. can vary. But you definitely want to have control over the kids who aren't paying attention but that idea of just respecting it as because it's a real tool and it's not a toy it's it is different yeah yep. and that there is a real t- there's the tool for the r- the right tool for the right job yep. yeah if you i can see you want to make that hole here I, do you, have you seen this little hand drill that we have you can mm-hmm. crank that mm-hmm. that'll be better because if you use this i'm worried it's going to break yeah so again kind of teaching that respect of what it is as we do with all the other materials and i think that there's that feeling of caring for but also just the satisfaction that you can do this. So I think mm-hmm. there's, there again, the benefits we've kind of talked about, you know, there is this growing self-confidence, this image of self, but I mean, there's so many other things that play into that with the coordination, dexterity. And so if we need to, if you need to convince administrators or parents that, well, I'm worried they're going to get hurt. I mean, if you looked at the content skills of, of your area, there's going to be all kinds of benefits to having these. Yeah, build, trusting children that they can do it safely. And trusting yourself. And as we've talked about a number of times in previous episodes, where are you at? If you've never right. used tools yourself, if you don't hammer a nail, if you don't use saws, try it. Something right. simple. Get get a few basic tools and do it yourself for, you right. know, a week or two. Finish a finishing <laughs> nail, some golf tees and a pumpkin. 
if you want to just tap things in or styrofoam, right. mm -hmm. it's a great way to start to get your own confidence yeah. up. And then, mm -hmm. thank you for the discussion. I think I hope it was helpful for the listeners to maybe. Yeah, great to be reminded of the power of tool use. Power of tools. Power to. <laughs> on that note, we're going to end on the this episode. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, Thanks Russ. Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Bond. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn.